what we want to do is even if you did a snack, then you're going to feed again at seven. Even if that's like two little snacks back to back. And then the next night, push it. And one of the good things, Jennifer, is, you know, make sure 7 a.m. is that kind of written in stone time, like you said, but be intentional, right? We want to open the blinds and sing a song and start the day to really help him know that this is when we're getting up and getting going. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. This is Lacey. I'm from Tennessee. I have a two-year-old who's a perfect mom's on call baby. Thank you guys so much. But my three-month-old has several allergies that we're working through right now. I've cut a lot out of my diet and she needs to feel better. But for this reason, we've not done sleep training yet. Three months old, I'm getting ready to drop the swaddle. Do you think it's okay to sleep train her now with the allergies or should I wait? Because she does seem to feel better, but she's still showing blood in her stool. That's why I haven't done it yet. So just let me know what you guys think. Again, thank you so much for what you do. We really appreciate it in our household. Well, first of all, we are so excited to hear that your older child is doing great and sleeping well because you need a lot of extra brain space to be able to handle this three-month-old and the allergies and the blood and the stool. That's a lot. And so we just want to say, like, this is fantastic. We're glad that you have what you need to be able to address these allergies. You have a great question. You know, of course, Lacey, it's all according to kind of her health and her weight gain. If her weight is good and we're still having a little bit of residual blood in that stool, we can absolutely move forward and get her sleeping through the night. If her weight is not where we really want it to be, then I would recommend that you get with a personal consultant who can kind of tweak and navigate that carefully so that we can ensure that she's healthy and meeting those milestones of weight gain that we need her to make. And sometimes too, some of the things that happen when we're feeding in the middle of the night is, you know, that's a lot on the gastrointestinal system. So we may find that if our weight is good, that actually the nights of all night sleep are really restorative to that gastrointestinal system and, you know, may actually help improve it. But just like Laura said, we want some more information so that we make sure that we're moving forward, you know, medically with every element. We're all on the same page with the people that you, you know, use your doctors and that all of us are working together for the best outcome for the baby. Hi, my name is Lauren, and I am a first-time mom with a 17-week-old from Louisville, Kentucky. My question is about uh, my my recent early riser. So we have been on the moms-on-call schedule since he was a newborn, and we are huge fans. My son was healthy, gaining weight, is exclusively breastfed, and has slept through the night um, about eight weeks. He was showing signs around 14 15 weeks to move up to the new schedule. So we did that at 15 weeks. And since then, uh, along with his big developmental leap, 
he has been waking up early and uh, it's it's messing up our whole schedule. I am supposed to be going back to work and I'm hoping to be home in time for that 3 p.m. feeding, but he has been waking around 5.30 to 5.45, has been acting hungry, showing all the signs, and I need help. Thanks so much. Well, Lauren, usually this is just all part of that developmental breakthrough that we talk about, figuring out how to roll over and kind of wake at that 5.30 to 6.30 mark is pretty typical. Usually we all, even us as adults, wake up about an hour before that get-up time and we toss and turn and look at the clock and we sit up and we, you know, all of that. We just don't remember that. So a lot of this may be just some of that loud twilight sleep. And we want to try to get as close to 6.30 or a.m. or later as possible before we do that first feeding. And the biggest thing is making sure that the rest of the day stays the same. I think that's really, really important. If we do end up doing a feeding at 5.30, that we don't adjust all the other times like, oh, okay, well then what's four hours from that or four hours from that? What we want to do is even if you did a snack, then you're going to feed again at seven. Even if that's like two little snacks back to back. And then the next night, push it. And one of the good things, Jennifer, is, you know, make sure 7 a.m. is that kind of written in stone time, like you said, but be intentional, right? We want to open the blinds and sing a song and start the day to really help him know that this is when we're getting up and getting going. So if you do a little snack at 530, keep that as boring as possible. Just make it, this is a transition. And then we'll push that back. The next day, try and make it not until 545. And then the next day, try and make that closer to six. And we can kind of ease back into getting as close to seven as we can Even if we land somewhere between 6.30 and 7, that's totally fine. And keep all the other times on schedule and you'll see that this won't last forever. Hi, my name is Rose. I'm a ER nurse in New York City. I leave home at 5.30 in the morning and return home at 8.45 p.m. I have a almost four-year-old and an eight-month-old. Both sleep with me in my bed, even though they have their own bed. And I go like a ping pong between the both of them with breastfeeding and hugging all night long. I am tired physically and mentally. The four-year-old thinks she feels safe and my husband believes her. And I just really need help on how to fix our routine, especially around nighttime. My mother and husband, they help, but they're pretty much pushovers. And they don't follow the closest schedule. Thank you. Love this podcast. Rose, Laura and I would just like to say that the first thing we thought when we heard this call was, (laughs) we're getting on a plane. (laughs) We, as nurses recognizing those long shifts that you have where you're away from your kids, you know, sometimes some of what's happening at night is because that's our time with our kids. And we want to make sure that we can give you safe and sustainable sleep habits for your whole family and that you have everything you need. So first of all, no matter what is happening in that household, these kids can sleep in their own sleep environments 
and sleep all night. And we have done this for years and years. But when we have family members that are kind of on different pages, one of the best ways to move forward is to have a personal consultant. Not only can she answer some of those specific questions as they apply to, you know, what's happening in the details of moving from point A to point B, but it also provides you with the support and your family with the support. And one of the things Laura and I have often discovered is in a family situation, if you have a consultant, then, well, Laura says to do it this way. So it's not like I'm trying to take over or they're trying to take over. It's my way or your way. Then it's just Laura's way. It's just, oh, well, but the mom's on call said this. And when it's a personal consultation and you've actually connected, then that even takes a lot more of the pressure off and, you know, just really provides you a foundation where you can move forward because you're the sweetest thing. And we want to be able to give you exactly what your heart desires. And I think this is a perfect example, Jennifer, of, you know, how much we love answering these questions and we get a ton in. You can hear the heaviness, right? You can Mm -hmm. hear the heaviness and the weight that she is carrying. And she needs much more support to move from survival to something that's sustainable and safe for the household. And I think it's so important to have a personal consultant walk that out step by step because they do, they get to know the family as a whole, even mom who's coming in and trying and helping during the day and dad, and it gets everybody on that same page. So Rose, we want you to know that, that we know that you love this family. You love your kids and we can work together to move to something that's more sustainable and healthy for the entire household. Thank you for all that you do as an ER nurse in New York at a time such as this. We are so thankful and we really do appreciate all that you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 